Hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode on Hashtag Entrepreneurs Podcast, a place where we discover, discuss, and explore entrepreneurial insights of female founders and co-founders. Today is an exciting day because we have an incredible conversation to share with you right now. Before we get started, I would like to invite you to read the disclaimer in the episode description before proceeding with the episode. And if you have done that already, then let's get into it. I am very excited to share this conversation with you and hope you can take away some compelling insights and implement them in your own professional journey. Enjoy! Today we have another amazing entrepreneur with us to share some of her wisdom on how to masterfully incorporate sustainability into the beauty industry, keep striving and pursuing your small business and watch its profits slowly begin paying your own bills. Please welcome a fine arts graduate, batik textile craft enthusiast, the founder, owner, creative director of Digo Studio and my Baltic Braluka, Jivile Farnari. That's so nice. Hi, Jivile. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on the show. Uh, super stoked to have you here and thank you for taking the time to share the story with us and the world well thank you for inviting me it's also a pleasure to participate in this amazing podcast uh, and looking forward to <laughs> yeah well i think we, we could begin with me painting a small picture about you and your business if that's okay of course okay <laughs> then let's get into it so originally Jivilda, being from my neighboring country of Lithuania, gathered experiences and knowledge from studies and work in Italy, UK, Indonesia, and then came to Denmark. That is quite the international experience we have got here, really. More precisely, after a year's worth of experience living and learning a bit more about the traditional textile craft art called batik in Indonesia, upon her return to Europe, she noticed that there isn't much of a difference between the amounts of plastic waste in Europe and Indonesia. Based on her observations, we in Europe have a much better infrastructure to hide the amount of plastic we consume. And so she decided to find a solution how to become less dependent on industrial products. And like many small businesses, it started by trying something she was fascinated with and sharing it with family and friends, which resulted in a great feedback and that's when she made it official and launched the Digo brand, which, by the way, translated from Lithuanian language means it germinated, it sprouted. And three years later, today, Digo Studio offers handcrafted, organic and environmentally conscious solid body care products such as shampoos and body soap bars, alongside of hosting workshops, maintaining a blog about plants to be used in beauty products and textile dyes, and retailing beauty care accessories as well. Digo Studio is definitely doing well, as currently the brand has the perfect 5-star rating on Facebook and 4.4 on Trustpilot. And I definitely would point out that Digo is truly embracing and expanding the sustainability aspect of the business by adhering to three permaculture ethical principles, care for people, 
by creating their beauty care products from organic oils, butters, herbs, flowers, clays, and pure essential oils. Earth care by making sure all the products are palm oil free and organic. Also by producing solid products since they last longer than conventional liquid shampoo, for example, and packaging the products in recyclable compostable paper. And finally, fair shares by stocking up with and utilizing fair trade certified oils and butters, for example, sourcing coconut oil from Ghana. And may I say so myself, from my experience, the delivery process in Denmark is very efficient. Not to mention the packaging contents left a very personalized and exciting impression to continue supporting the company. And I will say this right now, if you know of a local small business trying to make a difference, support it by buying its products. I'm definitely purchasing another shampoo bar and you should try your hand at it as well. This is the time where I'll be giving the floor to you and we can start discussing your entrepreneurial experience with the Bego Studio. Wow, the, your introduction was really amazing. <laughs> I don't have pretty much anything to add. <laughs> you, you did a great job of researching and thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to the questions. Yeah, well, uh, I, I th- I'm pretty sure there's still a lot for you to say because I really feel like just because I just spoke in a whole earful about you, I think I barely scratched the surface. So I would like for you to take us back for it all began with the Digo Studio because what I understand you came back from Indonesia and how did you first up end up in Indonesia? <laughs> then how did you end up in Denmark? How did you get an idea about creating a beauty care brand? Let's cover these three first. Yeah, of course, like uh, thinking about me before going to Indonesia, I would never think I would make something like that, (laughs) let's say. Anyway, I finished fine art degree and as many graduates, I think you feel a bit lost in what to do with your life and especially with art field. Not that you have so many career perspectives if you don't have a drive inside you yourself no and anyway i had this opportunity to go to study traditional textile art in indonesia is a program which uh, indonesian government runs itself and gives you a little funding for it and then you can apply so me and my friend we applied and we got the place so that's me <laughs> going to this country i have never been and it was really exciting how did you uh, discover the program it's my friend who, who knew about it and okay. she, she suggested me to, to apply. Okay. And would you say that was a great choice? I think so, yes. I mean, it, it opened my eyes and it, it made me, like, gave me this direction I'm maybe going towards right now. Of course, it was not easy if talking about my personal life because I was just uh, in love with my boyfriend, current husband. So, you know, it, oh, also was, <laughs> it, it was also a challenge in my personal life. How are we going to live this through this uh, long distance? But anyway, I decided to go. And I stayed there nine months instead of 12 months because I wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I had amazing experience like traveling and studying this uh, craft and also still being lost in some way and being sometimes shocked by 
this amazing beauty the country has but also the amount of plastic you see in every single step you you go beach street supermarket street food everywhere rivers you know it's like this amount of plastic you have never seen before so out there so that was you know always this contrast you lived you know the amazing beauty and trash and the trash yeah. yes and, and the plastic it's so horrible to see plastic yes it's like even it, here in denmark when i see plastic in water my heart begins to ache yes yeah, so imagine this like multiplied by thousand oh thousand it is it's really it's really shocking and um, when i came back to europe i really felt even more lost what i'm gonna do i still want to do something creative but at that some at the same time this creating because i was more like doing sculptures or you know like also using like repurposing material but still creating some new items which in the end just gonna become trash that was in my head trash 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 so i was really lost what can i do you know how can i earn my living but still being true to myself and not to be polluting so somehow uh, my husband's sister she she did uh, soap making cars and she uh, she wrote me how to do it and i was something interested to, to try because i started to be more interested in sustainability and all like how to reduce my plastic consumption how to eat more healthy and uh, like this is how i also got into veganism you know like all these little pieces i started to collect and then soap making came to my life and uh, i tried and i really enjoyed it because it was like really combining many things i like so like experimenting with colors also maybe creating some patterns inside it and then learning about plants and natural colors and also creating something which is useful which gonna get dissolved with time because it's uh, some item we use every day and also it's an item with a message you could give to person inviting him to maybe change his habits to towards more sustainable ones yeah. like ditch uh, soap in in plastic bottle or read the label yeah. of your soap or shampoo so you don't put on yourself the things which maybe are ha- harmful or this really complex story about palm oil so it really fitted really well to to that needs i had from my creativeness but also being like really shocked about uh, the our sustain like the environmental situation and yeah, <laughs> like so that we really on the edge on the catastrophe uh, yeah and of course uh, yeah still i produce pla- like i still produce waste while producing it because i get the ingredients but i believe it's still less than if we you know th- where the big factories take oh, the ingredients yeah. and then uh, they still you again pack it in the smaller <laughs> plastic yeah. bottles yeah. so it's yeah, yeah, still yeah. it's still reducing so and i try to like be mindful with the supplies i buy also that it buying bigger quantities and trying to get as much local things as yeah. possible i think the fact that you uh have the recyclable packaging and a lot of them from when i ordered the soap the shampoo bar i saw that even your beautiful picture with the text also is on the paper that is recyclable so 
I think even the wrapping paper is something that can be re- uh, recyclable as well. The yeah, wrapper oh, it's like, for you know, decoration. Yes, yes, yes. Everything is recyclable. So that's already a huge, huge, big plus. Because imagine your company going on a much bigger scale. And imagine tens of hundreds of thousands using your products. That's right there is already a reduction in plastic. Because user usually users are the ones who also also pollute as opposed to the producers actually it's a there is a there is a wider uh, study behind that but generally users also pollute the in in the visible way let's call it that yeah, yeah, sure. compared to the producers they do it behind the scenes <laughs> so yeah, yeah but so basically your idea came from just a, in a way like like a, a happy experience that made you think in a way, I guess, because your husband's sister uh, had the soap class that she she was um, conducting it. Yes. Yeah. And you went to the class and you got uh, kind of. No, I actually just got the information from the class. Okay. And you know, also there was plenty of information on the internet, but the sort of like encouragement, let's say, came from from her. Uh, but I really wanted already long time ago to to do it, but somehow it uh, everything okay. like this it came from like. I would call directly from her yes and it was something like the process I enjoyed and the final product I enjoyed and it just I started to to make trying more and then you know you you come to the point and you have too many and then you start to giving away yes. and then this and this and then you think oh maybe I I try to sell it uh, but I never you know I'm not really a business-minded person so it's like never I had some strategy or a massive uh, business plan or something nothing it's everything like really organically flowing yeah. which sometimes i see it as a weakness at this point but uh, that's me <laughs> no i mean like, once you have enough cash flow really you can afford to hire help extra that actually yes. have that people with experience or and or education in that because eventually you will have use for that and once you have the right people to help you to take your brand like to the next level is fantastic because already your website for example it's absolutely amazing i was com- that i was very pleasantly surprised to learn that there are only two people working behind this brand at the moment because mm-hmm. it seemed like everything is so well organized all the nitty-gritty things are well thought through and it was really impressive in my opinion well, the credit has to go to my sister for the the website and the all graphic design. She she's behind that. I would call myself more like crea- creative director. Well, you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm making the soaps and yeah. shampoos and but the, all the graphics and most of the pictures is taken by my sister. Mm-hmm. She she's the one who is really yeah. uh, taking care of all these visual details and also the packaging is her idea. Okay, wow. Uh, it came together uh, like that's like for example for the logo that i wanted something a bit pagan and a bit ethnical dutch that was my wish and we find we were trying to find what would be this sign which can communicate the best and but everything else it really she she brought it to the brand so it's big big credits to her so it's a, it's amazing it's fantastic the, I honestly can only encourage everybody who listens to this, who lives in Denmark, 
definitely, if you have a chance to order, if you want to try something, this is really a good thing to go Not through. only in Denmark. <laughs> well, yeah, you also have international experience. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. you have that as well. Well, since we have listeners from all over the world, literally, uh, as well. <laughs> but in, in Denmark especially, because it's going to get to you really quick. And sure. yeah, so definitely... But generally speaking, I recommend to everybody to try this <laughs> because it's going to be an incredible experience. Very, very professional. I definitely Thank you have so to much. say. <laughs> really well done. So if we also touch upon the education that you received, right? And you said in fine arts mm-hmm. uh, and you also were living in Italy for a while. Yeah, I did my Erasmus program in Italy. Okay, wonderful. Yes. So you received your... Was it graduate or bachelor's degree? In it is bachelor's. Bachelor's. Yeah. Okay, bachelor's degree was in UK, right? Yeah. In fine arts. And then your Erasmus was in Italy. Yeah, while doing my yeah. tour. So would you say that your education helped you along the way to like discover what is it that you want to do in your future or maybe for a business potentially in, in somehow? Mm. Or did business at all never crossed your mind ever you know even right now for me it's difficult to as if like say that i'm a businesswoman or entrepreneur (laughs) i'm not really referring myself like that i still like refer to myself artist or maker because this is where my heart is and this is like that's as I said before, and this is the weakness I have, this business right. side, let's say. Right. And it's always a struggle for me. Right. So really, I would not say that the, my education brought me to this path. I think like the experience in my life brought me to be at this position, which I still, like. I think that's why my business, let's say, still has this, I had this uh, feedback that, you know, you can really see from my profile and the website that you it's not only business uh, it's also some sort of uh, tool and language for me to express my aesthetics and bring the message and i really would like to keep that way even if it grows and the team expands that there is i i'm actually really thinking if my business grows to to create more like a cooperative business so like uh, everyone has the same uh, terms and the decisions are made mm-hmm. uh, together yeah. and there's more circle circular hierarchy rather than triangle so that's the future plan let's say but really i think my education was brought more this uh, aesthetics and uh, visuality and uh, wishing to be paying attention to every single detail and uh, somehow being careful so that I think that's my you education. Know, actually, <laughs> that is because this is interesting because I wonder, would you recommend if a woman, young woman like yourself, would be considering some doing something and maybe potentially turning into a business? Would it be something that you recommend getting an education in a field of interest, perhaps, or a field of business, if that's something that they're passionate about? Would you generally recommend focusing on uh, trying to time to take an education and then perhaps work on your idea later on? Or what, what is your stance point on getting an education? I think it's mixed, like really depends personally. Uh, I think in many cases you need any education, like an academical education to, yeah. to start doing something you want, especially business, uh, because anyway, the academic education is still like 
topic preferred you to continue in academic career that's uh, true in some it way. does that yeah uh, like bachelor degree not always depends on of the school like it can be business orientated or like industry orientated already so really depends uh, what field you are and what you want to do of course if you want to to do some craft uh, business like ceramics of course probably it's better to to have education or at least you know being really confident uh, what you want to do but sometimes you know especially this arty things they don't come that you start doing already thinking of making a business it's actually yeah that's true you you do it because you feel like doing it and then you, you become you come to the point that it's like or you like you don't have where to put the stuff or you just uh, find it that people are interested and then you start producing and sadly sometimes it happens and you cannot like carry on doing it because it just becomes too stressful because running a business can be a stressful thing and then your hobby can be a bit spoiled by this um, business side stress so i think for artists can be kind of challenging sometimes to to run the business because it's a bit conflicting in the way so to have a team probably is better not artistic things probably I cannot really tell because <laughs> I was not there. Um, it really depends, I think. Like if education, not gonna I mean, spoil it. No, not exactly. gonna, yeah. not gonna put you in a difficulty. But it might may, might not help you neither. Yeah, it always depends. I guess it's really up to the individual. Mm-hmm. It's just my also experience that education oftentimes provides space for idea generation yes for your future network uh, studying just for the sake of studying you know man, like many graduates of high school they find themselves in a situation that i have to go to university because yeah. if no i'm considered to be kind of a bit left out a bit stupid no like yeah, uh, yeah, what yeah, i'm gonna yeah. do with my future so i find this thing kind of strange and not uh, I think to make a break, go travel, like if you're lost, if you don't know what to do, like really don't rush to university. But once you have your hair, like head clear, what you want to achieve in your life, then I think university can be a really good and healthy place. And this thing of knowledge, networking, and uh, to find people who are like-minded can really bring you the best results. Actually, I also... Uh, when I finished my school I started to study in Lithuania but then I quit my studies and I went uh, to Spain and I did au pair (laughs) yes and I think it was really good to to do that break and I really was feeling this pressure of rushed myself to to study because that seemed that there is no other choice but when I decided to quit it really liberated me and that's how I had the courage to actually start studying art so yeah. I was f- what I'm hearing from you also is important to have ex- gathering as many different experiences as you can before you enter adulthood, you know. <laughs> I think I think at least for my personality that was really needed. Yeah. And I'm really glad I did. Uh, yeah. Because that sort of, you know, I see myself as the sponge who got, uh, you know, many many experiences who sort of shaped me. Yeah, in the yeah. way I am right now and the current experiences they shape me further on yeah. um, so I think uh, it's not 
we shouldn't be scared of this empty gaps of the our career life let's say yeah <laughs> that's a great point this, that's a really good point and i'm really glad we had this discussion about the advantages and challenges of these choices because i think it's important that we keep talking about this and voicing them because a lot of people do struggle with that still and just n- normalizing it i think is the key to helping everyone trying to figure out what's the right path for them mm-hmm. so it's a uh, another awesome thing that we can help with <laughs> well if we turn back to the to you owning digo studio could you perhaps uh, highlight uh, some things some experiences or anything at all that taught you about owning your own company and perhaps challenged your thinking or approach to business or life in general mm-hmm. like something that that is a, a really good lesson for you that was and then one that was a good challenge for you in a sense in the mm-hmm. context of you know having your own company mm-hmm. so i think lesson would be that it broke some my personal boundaries or you know like insecurities like to put me out there to put my face out into the social media i'm not really this kind of person that's why for, for example i don't really like post on my personal facebook or something but like you know to so it took me some time for example on instagram to to, to make it more personal to show myself so sort of breaking these boundaries and not being afraid to talk about me my project and put me out there so that's a nice lesson i think and that really brings many beautiful experiences and many beautiful people like which comes to my life thanks to digo like for example you know like if not digo i would not have met you and many 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 other people also so that's really beautiful thing and it's, it's the lesson i think that when you do something from your heart or without the fear you start collecting the fruits which mm-hmm. can be really sweet and really very encouraging yeah. uh, and also inspiring for other people. Definitely. So I think this like sort of braveness and... Uh, yeah. yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about fear more later on uh, yeah. as well. Okay. But what about a challenge? Like besides, so the challenging part was for you to put yourself out there, right? Yes, but also yeah. many other challenges. I think the, the time, like how to organize your time especially when i started to be like digo started to become more professional i actually Mm. was just a freshly baked mother (laughs) Uh, so in the beginning when the baby was small it was kind of easy because uh, he sleeps a lot and it's all sweet and nice but then if he grows and he needs more attention and uh, uh, sometimes the struggle is to balance my my duties and things what i should do as a mom and things what digo brings me to do can be a real struggle and challenge and uh, like uh, kind of kind of sometimes too much but uh, it taught me to how to organize my my time better and also how to like like really separate myself from from my house and Mm -hmm. my studio right now because in the beginning it was in my house and now I'm yeah. gradually pretty much moved from my house which is really good <laughs> yeah yes that's great actually the, the fact that you I love how much it has given you as a person as an individual in a sense that it had developed your character and tried to 
see what you're really made of because it does challenge you in a way that you never thought possible before. And the fact that you allow that growth to happen, I think it's really important that you open yourself up to this change, that you allow this experience to shape you and mold you and, you know, present you in a different form now. Mm. Yeah, I think it's uh, anything you do in some way forms you and uh, you... We are flexible, so yeah. as we talked to you before, this experience shapes you. So, so owning the business somehow sh- like changes uh, yeah, in the yeah. way, or you know, also like also becoming a mother or moving to other country. Many things, you know, yeah. like many things can contribute to this change, and we are con- in constant change. Yeah, we uh, are. Yeah. On a scale from one to ten. How weird or rather out-of-the-box thinker are you? And when I say that, don't try to think into the, into the conventional way of, de- of defining that, uh, these words as opposed to just creating your own definition. Because I imagine as an artist, you have a different approach to life or at least thinking about life, generally speaking. So if you would, yeah, like how, how big of an out-of-the-box thinker you are generally for yourself? From 1 to 10? Yeah, okay. yeah, from 1 to 10. I've, I think like eight. Mm, why? Because uh, I'm definitely not the most crazy person, uh, but I think I'm not the most ordinary neither. Like I try to, to look for alternatives and I try not to follow the, the trends. And sometimes I really struggle to follow the trends. And like, I think also this goal of ego is how to, to stay true even if it's it is a business in some way but like i really try to to search for alternatives to not to be a conventional yeah uh, conventional soap maker yeah let's say not conventional uh, cosmetics yeah uh, i really look also for collaborations with different artists and uh, different people and trying to, to make it also some sort of platform uh, rather than And I think that's important that you do that. The reason why I asked you this question is because I want to also raise awareness how it is important to embrace your authentic self in the sense that we need to stop trying to normalize everything. Like when I say that, I mean like normalize ourselves into society, like try to adhere to some norms, just normalize being weird normalize being out of the box trying to normalize being authenticity you know as opposed to what is acceptable by the social Mm-mm. rules and whatnot yeah but also not to push that you know when it comes like like truly from yourself then yeah. it is true but you know some people might try to be out of the box just because of sake of it you know because yeah, exactly. it's actually yeah, trendy. I agree with you. Yeah. it is trendy so i think this self like how to be true to yourself even in business i think that's really also art how of course it's it's easy to talk to for me as it's a small business which is run by me and it's really sometimes maybe personal to personal not everyone is ready to to run a business like that uh, there are many other types and not every business can be so personal and to be so so related but still how not to not to push things which are you know you can see that they are just fake like like, let's discuss the sentence when you got nothing you got nothing to lose 
And I'm pretty sure you have heard, right, that the person who has got nothing to lose is the most dangerous and free person in the world, right? Because when you have nothing to lose, what's the point? Just do whatever you want, kind of, right? So based on your experience and worldview, what are your thoughts on nothing to lose mindset? I like this, uh, this saying, let's say, a lot. I think in many life decisions, we should remember it in, uh, in some way. And there's nothing to lose. I think it's more like like trusting your heart, like when making a decision, how to to trust it and not being afraid to, to lose because like once you are with yourself, true with yourself, then you don't have anything to lose because that's gonna stay, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like taking these kind of adventurous decisions and being afraid of, ah, oh, but maybe I should, uh, do something more serious or maybe it's too risky or anything like that uh, i think it's not that to remember but probably you don't have yeah. anything to lose <laughs> would you have any advice on how to get to that point when you don't when you battle that fear to lose something that you will lose if you do something mm -hmm. for example that you might go into business oh my god i'm gonna lose this and that i can lose money i can lose time i can lose everything you know mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes i think Fear keeps people away from going for it. And I not only think that, but I actually know there's research done on that. Do you have any advice for people who have this fear and how can they potentially battle it? Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I think like I've been there, let's say, it's, of course, there's uh, lots of the times it's the financial, uh, financial instability which keeps people from making a decision, let's say, to step out from their full-time job and take on the dream uh, idea. So maybe advice would be to start slowly, like not uh, dive in 100% and like, you know, slowly building up and slowly seeing uh, how you can manage also having a full-time job. And when, if you see that it rolls, maybe cutting it to a part-time and uh, letting the snowball go down the hill and once you feel that the the fear is becoming smaller and smaller dive in completely i think that's the advice i could give yeah, that's, <laughs> um, that's great advice like being patient in some in some way yeah you know? like think big but do small <laughs> like start small think big something like this what about what do you think why people don't take more chances especially when we speak about starting a company like being afraid or, or uh, if we set a fear aside mm -hmm. why do you think people who have an idea and who wish to try it but they so, but they are holding back like what what do you think like why people still hold back and not taking the chances on the companies um, that they could potentially develop really mm -mm -mm. Self-confidence, I think lack of self-confidence, maybe lack of time, uh, especially if you have a family, it can be kind of difficult to, and if you have a job, kind of difficult to find free time even for your own needs and then to think how to develop things, something new, you know, like yeah. it becomes this, like in your circle rolling, like just feeling the, the task of every day and that it can be kind of difficult to get out of that. So just uh, simple as that, lack of time lack of self-confidence lack of courage or maybe also 
I don't know, lack of ideas. Yeah. Oh, ideas are everywhere, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I will disagree with you on that one. <laughs> no, it's just uh, I think what can stop people uh, of from doing it, and I think it's not for everybody neither. Oh, that's it, true. That yes. is a big. That's a big one. Yeah. Yes. Like we cannot everybody run their own businesses. Like yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. It's a big responsibility and also kind of a lot of organization for your own time and, and things that and it is yeah. to be kind of organized and also this responsibility of that you don't get uh, you know paid holidays and stuff like well, this well at least at the beginning you <laughs> don't least. get yes yeah but to come to that point uh, it's a lot of work or like you have to have big investors but would you say that the experience as you know having your own company in this way is also rewarding for me personally, it's really rewarding. Uh, so it's worth the risk and fear. Well, <laughs> well, for me, yes. But of course, I'm in this position. I can do it still, like working on it, even if it's not the most successful business, let's say, like it's not uh, paying my bills. So I'm in a lucky position, let's say. But it's definitely rewarding because I'm doing something what I love with the speed I am comfortable with, sometimes maybe too much. But also can be creative without uh, limits and these are things which I really want. That's why I'm not searching for another job with the, to pay my bills. I'm yeah. taking the risk and like living the way we can do it at the moment yeah. and working on my, my dream. That is good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you, definitely. I think it's important to also, like I said, embrace your situation, whatever it is. Some people can be considered luckier than others, but I think as long as you embrace your situation in whatever way it is, you can make it work. Mm -hmm. As long as you put in the work and think it through in yeah. as many ways as possible, because it's a lot about priorities, in my opinion. So that way... I can draw parallels to what you just said. So, mm -hmm. well, we just spoke about nothing to lose mindset, right? Because sometimes it can provide you, the, from my experience, it can provide you freedom that you might be looking for to drop the shackles of whatever limitation you put on yourself based on your life experience. But let's explore more of your experiences. For example, what are the times, instances, or circumstances that breed the best ideas for you in the context of perhaps your company? I think from like-minded people, like the colleagues, the, the girls, the women I, I know who run their own businesses. Yeah, yeah just be, uh, as a reminder to the listeners, uh, Jevilla is working in a collective with multiple different companies, right? Yeah, we are five designers. Yeah. Uh, uh, so... Like we share the space and yeah. we do the shifts like uh, differently, uh, different days. Uh, so I think those women are inspiration in some way for sure. Are there similar brands or just like talking with people can give a lot of inspiration? Yeah, what it's to do. Yeah, we're talking about your experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this gives a lot of inspiration to me for the business side yeah okay yeah mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. yeah so basically what from this we can draw is that you need to surround yourself around with, with people who have similar 
path or ambitions or ideas in a, yeah. in a, in a similar context at least exactly the community always yeah. it helps community helps a lot uh, yeah, exactly let's find out what motivates you to make these ideas a reality okay so what propels you to take action because we are speaking not just inspiration but actually motivation to get up do it in the context of being a company owner Mm-mm-mm. i think this like self uh motivation yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah like what yes. makes you want to do yeah yeah things? so i don't know i naturally have this self-motivation of just uh, like i do it because i like it so i um, it's not uh, i don't need so much external uh, okay. help to, yeah. to do it but of course i have down days and i feel like i don't, don't want to do this or i'm tired or just feeling demotivated so what helps i think like really helps others you know like uh, the support from people like when you feel that oh but somebody really needs it like somebody really likes it and that really motivates you know this small business owners i think i'm not the only one the most of the time the these nice orders nice words from the customers can really give this boost to you lacking in the dark day that's for sure and then just i don't know some ideas you come up and you feel oh that would be amazing and you try to 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 make them uh, true yeah and that also motivates so i know like like wanting to grow and see uh, see more engagement that also and also like sadly now during corona times i was not making workshops i hope maybe in august i will start making them again but after each workshop uh, i was feeling super motivated like being with people and sharing with people talking with people that really helps to like you know i had i've been in this point now i cannot do this anymore i'm just too tired and it takes too much from me and like i don't know getting this feedback from people like makes you think no but it's worth it yeah <laughs> yeah definitely i completely agree with you i think these moments of winning and uh, of, of small victories that you experience even just besides even the business in your every, every everyday life for your personally any kind of gain that you're trying to uh, go for right these small sense of victories they accumulate and they have th- there's nothing similar to this feeling of a small victory when your brain is high on endorphins and you're thinking to yourself, oh, this feels good. I would like to have this feeling again. Mm-hmm. The sense of accomplishment is a powerful, really powerful feeling, I think. And it's important that we cultivate as much of that as possible. Mm-hmm. Now that we have talked about how you get inspired and take action, uh, let's talk about the moments when you feel like your best self as an entrepreneur, as an individual, mm-hmm. because Mm, maybe there are there are situations perhaps there are experiences where you feel you're most vibrant you're most potent if you will you, when you feel like you can conquer the mountains like you, you can climb everest you know mm-hmm. which are those moments or people or situations where you feel like that i think this in uh, workshop uh, okay. th- things like i really enjoy uh, sharing this this craft with people and then I see direct result of uh, happy faces and motivated people that really gives a big reward and it really boosts myself a lot. And just, yes, the 
like these uh, positive feedbacks i think it's really the, yeah. the answer is really similar to the question okay. before yeah, yeah. Uh, would be really similar well, i mean uh, that makes a lot of sense because uh, as a business owner your business becomes part of your identity one one way or the other whether you like it or not yes and it's really difficult to make a complete separation between that and that it helps uh, that you have clarity between the yes, two i think it's also really needed <laughs> yeah exactly yes. sometimes it can be a healthy place to be yeah it, it definitely especially if run all the responsibilities on you basically Mm-mm. and it, it can't be trying yeah like you cannot this i i had uh, that and i'm working on this like you cannot dis disattach like you always feel constant uh, thing like constant feeling of wanting like that you didn't do enough that you need to do more than uh, uh, and that i'm really working on how to 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 make myself to relax and not paying attention like that there are some tasks and finish and just give myself time and be with my family yeah definitely so as we move forward with our little chat i think it's worthwhile to talk about how your personality is helping you in the pursuit of your entrepreneurial ideas today or just generally your entrepreneurial path today what i mean by that is how the best characteristics of your personality helping you in pursuing your business mm-hmm. so i think this um, slight impatience but also really a self-motivational part of myself that i really can like self-boost myself easily i have a lot of motivation especially if i can see that there's a positive feedback so it's like this really um, organic process i don't need uh, a lot of support from anybody else like i can really uh, self-motivate myself easily and that's helping a lot creativity i think it helps a lot in my business what other strengths i would say i'm not really shy person so maybe that helps also like uh, i was saying i have a struggle to put out myself there but also i'm once i'm out there i can be kind of self-confident enough yeah yeah so this helps i think too yeah like uh, it can take a bit of effort first step but once i'm i made that step i can be myself without fearing too much i can easily uh, to be disciplined and organized when it's needed and there you go uh, so that that helps <laughs> but i have some way like some things i'm not really organized but i'm working on it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah well i mean yeah sounds good so i'm assuming that no you have told me that you there were days when you fell down of course everybody goes through that every yeah. entrepreneur goes through that every human goes through that so would you share what brings you resilience to continue when it seems like it might get worse than better and perhaps yeah because we've spoken about the feedback from the customers mm-hmm. anything else from right here mm-hmm. that i think this attachment like just giving myself a break and uh, like not thinking not doing anything it doesn't matter uh, just leave it aside and uh, concentrate on other things for some time and then we when you get a bit disattached then it's easier to look into things differently 
I think it's also listen. It's also just in life in general why we feel good when we come back from from some holiday or tra- little travel. Even if we can travel, like sometimes you come back home and this seems a completely different place, you know, than where you left. Just this this attachment, I think, it's really really healthy. Yeah, completely agree. I think stepping back and looking at the big picture Mm-mm. is really important. I think that's why also practice of reflection when it comes to your having your own company also is an important practice to have if not quarterly then at least twice a year for yourself where the company is going where how our ideas are going forward any new ideas coming up and how is the efficiency and all these different aspects about the company so just generally speaking this attachment and step back is a fantastic practice to keep in mind mm-hmm. because as a company owner you are under stress 24 7 almost mm-hmm. you know and when you choose to step away for just a couple of hours or maybe a day or two that can give you that fresh boost of energy and motivation totally totally, totally. and it's definitely recommended to do <laughs> yeah definitely awesome well if we reflect on your experience and we try to support other hopeful people who want to pursue entrepreneurship, having their own companies. What do you think might help entrepreneurs to give up less when they feel like giving up besides the stepping back and reflecting? Probably like just to to remember this self and your motivation, why you started this and what are your goals like going a bit back and uh, like reminding yourself what is the goal of this and maybe looking into the points which makes you to feel the stress and uh, why you feel so frustrated what are the things maybe don't work in your company or things you don't like to do so maybe looking for help and uh, trying to fix these things which uh, are becoming really too stressful to handle Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from my personal experience I'm trying trying to to make this activity as pleasant as possible so if I see that I am starting not to like something I try to to look at it and uh, maybe fix it and like trying to find other ways or if it's something I'm starting to really dislike maybe search for help yeah to being able to say yourself no I cannot do everything and even like just temporarily if you cannot afford an employee but somebody just to help you temporarily or searching for intern or anything like this can take some uh, stress and uh, Mm. workload from your shoulders so yeah yeah help uh, it's needed it's needed yeah definitely And, and, and you should not be afraid to ask for it in the sense because it's a lot of the times people really also have the fear of asking for help and they shouldn't because if someone says no great go, go next figure out other ways because there are ways to find this you can find people on freelancer on upwork there's people who will work for almost nothing there are many options out there just you know yeah but also how to not exploit people uh, from just from your own benefits that's also the struggle i have i cannot really like uh, just uh, like it would go against my business ethics like if i no, you're use, right, yeah. u- use the interns and paid interns and 
just uh, like some very bad paid. Uh, no, no, no. We're not talking about that. I'm just saying, like, as a company, <coughs> when you're beginning beginning out, it's it's a good idea to enlist as much help as you can around you first, and then. Uh, of course, with time, as you will go forward and your company will develop, you'll have the means to yes, compensate yeah. for everything that has been done for you. It's just, it's... Yes, hopefully, 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 we'll yeah. working on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure you have heard about the samurais, knights, vikings, and even pirates. They have this so-called code of honor, right? Which essentially is an agreement on the values that people will respect practice and overall stick to with accountability basically it's what you stand for in terms of values as an individual as a professional that drive your choices decisions and actions so we've mentioned something about your personality right and there's values that you mentioned on digo studios website Mm -hmm. as well right what would be your top three values that is your personal code of honor Mm -hmm. and can you talk a bit more about them as well? Okay. So definitely respect. Respect to, to people, earth, and resources. So like that's why I think my brand is sustainable. In a sense, I don't really like the name sustainable because it, it sometimes it's just an empty word which means sustain the situation how it is itself. So I... I'd rather like regenerative uh, would refer like that I try to to as you mentioned in the beginning like to to source ingredients um, the most uh, ethical way and respect people and like not to uh, go just for easy gains and cheap gains on the when on the other side people are not getting paid so this respect in in broad way then truth like being transparent and true to myself to to my customers so there's no some hidden hidden things like i try to be as transparent as possible about my process about the development and uh, everything else what can be and the last one probably would be collective like collaboration no <laughs> i don't know how like how to to say to say that uh, i like to to work with other people so i like to do this little collaborations like with photographers or everything so and i like really like to to promote them as well so like yeah. to credit them so not taking all credits to myself of but let's course, say or yeah. to digo so like when i do something with other people i really like to to also promote them mm-hmm. so that's that's something i think also would be well before we finish up what do you think motivates women to get into pursuing businesses and their own companies basically and do you have besides your collective perhaps do you have closer female acquaintances maybe friends that are pursuing entrepreneurship that you could tell, that you could tell us about mm-hmm. so i think it's a natural woman's uh, energy this creativity and uh, it's so natural to women like that's why you can see many you know sometimes really small beautiful women businesses uh, run completely with heart which sometimes 
it's a bit more difficult to do for men. I don't want to be- tell anything against it, but it's just something which woman has in itself this creativity and willingness to create just because it is so natural for them. So that is for sure why uh, it motivates or it just happens naturally. There's no need of motivation. There's no need of uh, wishing to gain a lot of money or whatever. It's just out of need sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and women has that. It has a need to create beautiful things. And because I'm out there in this entrepreneurial world, which I I tell you, I sometimes difficult for me to 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 refer that way. Yeah, to yourself. <laughs> uh, um, of course, I know many now women who are pursuing their dreams, making their beautiful things, and trying to create the, the business to support them. Uh, so, like Gabo from Bagabo, you're gonna talk with her. Ida from Ida Dakar, uh, making sh- beautiful shoes. The design markets help a lot okay. with, uh, to make uh, a network with the like-minded people. And most of the time, they are women, strangely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so there are, there are, there are, like Caitlin from Epathy Studio, Eleonora from... I don't know now how she calls her own, st- own studio, but she makes beautiful jewelry. So there are there are definitely many many women like I really like Rina from or maybe her name is Ria actually Ria from Herbal Salvation. She makes these like really good quality cosmetics from gathered uh, plants from here in Denmark. So yeah, it's uh, so many so many and it's beautiful to see that the, yeah. it's so also really so organically <laughs> yeah 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 i also agree i think women have this amazing creative energy and this force and this kind of perspective i would much rather say perhaps that is really about the creative ex- experience process as opposed to just gains you know generally speaking that's my experience at least yes, as well is. There might be people who will disagree with that, and that's fine. But it's my experience and my knowledge that I have that I've seen that women tend to create companies and efforts and movements, so so to speak, with overall process and experience in mind, as opposed to the actual yes. gain out of it. Yes, so. because I think this this part of women's irra- irrationality, which helps to to be more focus on the process rather than the result because sometimes you take actions which maybe can be seen as impractical or useless but actually in the long run it can bring beautiful results even if they were not pre-seen before starting yeah Uh, so i really wishing for people being to be irrational and taking rational risks if that's what you feel that it's needed for your well-being and your uh, to pursue your dreams yeah not to be afraid <laughs> yeah right and the thing is i also will just perhaps reference my very first episode that i posted on the podcast show where i have a really really short and rough summary of how women in business have actually proven to increase the efficiency the overall quality and also monetary performance 
of multiple companies of different levels. And if you listen to the first episode, dear listeners, you might get an idea of as well how this is not just us talking. This is an actu- this is actually proven research saying that women do give this additional something that helps companies prosper in a completely different way that can be in the long term much more engaging enjoyable sustainable and many other amazing outcomes that can come out of it Mm -hmm. so that's why i think it's important that women and men work together because it's important both can bring amazing ideas to the table and tackle different aspects of having a company and trying to promote you know the collaboration between all the qualified people I think it's much more important than trying to tear one type of people down or only lift the other type of people up so yeah we as we thought we need to collaborate and we need different size and different strengths to actually to create to have beautiful results and that's why we need to work together exactly (laughs) yeah well now we are in our final question and I would like for you to share two pieces of advice. I would like for you to share atypical advice. Not typical advice, but atypical advice for someone who's starting their own company right now. And then for someone who has started their own company anywhere from one to three years ago. Mm -hmm. So any type of advice, atypical advice, something that is not that you don't hear usually people speaking of that but but you think could be useful mm-hmm. and supportive for yeah. these two types of people so i think for the beginners i would say patient to be patient uh, to be patient and uh, consistent to yourself and be uh, not to expect that everything will happen during the night so like not giving up too quickly that i think would be the advice and I think it's missing out there like this with like you have this imagination that oh I have this amazing idea I'm gonna make my own web shop I'm gonna do this 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 and then next year I'm ready gains and everything else well if you're really really lucky or if you have very famous friends probably it's possible but if you just a normal person with beautiful idea it might not happen over the night so but with the time it will if you put effort so being patient and for the people who are like me like that would be probably also the advice for myself right now search for help to search for help and to collaborate and uh, share your struggles with other people so not to put uh, too much workload and too much pressure on yourself but start to distribute and how to develop the team rather than just having everything on your own that's fantastic yeah thank you short but i think that's what comes to my head right now that's great that's that's perfect that is amazing advice every piece of advice every tidbit from your experience is useful because this is your experience and you are living proof that you can work with an idea and develop it and it that it can really you can create something wonderful with this idea and your experience is valuable because you have lived it so you definitely know what you're talking about so yeah, yeah. thank you so <laughs> thank much you so much and yes. with this we're gonna wrap for today and this has been incredibly insightful and 
where I'm hoping that you, dear listeners, can find a lot of interesting ideas out of this, and hopefully this can bring a, you one step closer to starting your own company. And if you have your, if if you have your own company, then we're motivated to keep you going. Exactly. Because that's why we're here. To, we're doing this yeah. to support you. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed this episode and consider coming back next month for another amazing conversation. Before we part ways, I would like to thank you for taking the time and listen to the episode. I had the biggest pleasure creating it and I am honored to share it with you. Also, I'd like to invite you to check out Digo Studio on all their media. Links are mentioned in the episode description. Furthermore, I invite you to share and comment your thoughts about the episode on Instagram and LinkedIn. All the links are in the episode description as well. That's a wrap. Until next time.